Hi. Hey, Richard. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Does the rain make you sad? Yeah, but I kind of like it. What are you sad about? The rain. Rain makes you sad? <laughs> no, 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 no. You wimp? Me... You go through life like that? <laughs> it makes me sad. You wimp. <laughs> you know, it's a little melancholy, you know? Oh, it kind of in a brooding... You want to know the real reason I'm sad? Contemplative way. This is the real reason I'm sad. We're splitting the breakfast burrito. Which it's a sad with, situation. Well, well, which comes with about six chips. And you, while I was adjusting no. the levels... Oh, no, no, no. Let's, let's, while I was adjusting the levels, you divvied up the two plates. You were doing you, more you than adjusting me, your you, levels. You were learning how to use your Marantz recorder, professional you journalist David Weinberg. one chip, and you took all the other chips. I didn't even notice. I wasn't even looking down. And I feel like you did know it. I was looking into your to, eyes. You were like, are you sad because of the rain? Trying to, like, not acknowledge that you'd well, now, not divvied up the Now the chips evenly. are... You know I love chips. <laughs> do you? I don't know that I do know that about you. There's so much that we have yet to learn. Yeah, we're actually really hot. Oh, man, the guy didn't get the levels right. Are you serious? Should we start over? I would rather have a decently recorded podcast. Well, then you should. Than to have that golden tape. <laughs> I do feel like there's something really funny about the fact that we both actually work professionally at this, and we can't seem to like properly make a recording. <laughs> have there been any problems with my recordings? I think that everything I did was perfect, actually. I guess it's my my issue. <laughs> I guess I did deserve well, I just one it's, chip. It's odd that this industry standard field recorder, you do need an adapter to get a even professional uh, headphone cable into it. Well, I would argue that a professional headphone cable is a quarter inch and that a consumer well, amateur is the traditional one-eighth inch headphone jack. When you go to a professional recording studio, they use quarter inch. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. But then, where are your headphones? I didn't bring them. This isn't a professional podcast. This is. <laughs> it's definitely not a professional it's podcast. The definition of extra professional. There's nothing professional about this. Outside professional. Yeah. I don't know. You. You're a professional radio that's right, journalist. That's what I was saying. It was funny yeah. about it, is that I am a professional, and yet I can't can get this thing to work right. Well, no, you're learning. I mean, now it's working, right? Well, I feel like I'm a professional that has like only had to do things a certain way my entire life, and that is like use one microphone with right. the same recorder. I'm just not good with change. Yeah, no, we, nobody is. And it's it's good to challenge yourself to learn all the tools. Whoa, there's new hot sauce. Oh. Tabanero, you ever heard of it? Is that not usually here? No. Well, if it is, I never noticed it. Yeah. Thank God, because I'm not a big fan of Tabasco or Cholula, as we've we've talked about in previous episodes. Tabanero. As I said, Tabanero. Is that Tabasco brand? Oh, it is Tabasco, yeah. What, now you don't want it? I do want it. I mean, it's... Flavorful and zesty. It's a dumb name, but... Let's try some. The coloring looks promising. It's a little thin, but... You're a big hot sauce fan. I'm a huge hot sauce fan. I'm a bigger hot sauce fan than I am chip fan. Oh, really? Two <laughs> things that I didn't know about you, culinarily. And we, we're kind of a food show in a way. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I feel like... Should we change our category to food podcast on iTunes? Maybe. I mean, I feel like the thing is that we don't really ever plan, but we both are into food and it's easy to talk about, so it's just it's right. like the default. Speaking of which, I made some fried chicken last night. Oh, you did? Yeah, but... I didn't marinate the stuff long enough, so it was good, but it wasn't like, bam. You want to tell us what uh, your technique was, Emeril? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in my house, we eat a lot of Bubby's pickles. and Yummies? Which are uh, brined pickles, store-bought. Because I'm really, I love to pickle stuff, but I'm really bad at like keeping the cycle going. So you always have pickles around. Like I'll make a bunch of pickles and then we'll eat them and then I'll forget to start a new batch and then you got to wait. So we also buy a lot of pickles too. And then it's like, what do you do with the pickles? You just have to eat all the pickles. It's all this like flavor. 
Well, I just took the jar and I filled it with chicken thighs. Oh, you just left the brine in the jar. Yeah, I just put them in the jar. So I have this jar. I mean, our, our listeners at home will know this is a technique that has been discussed on this show before. Really? Well, I thought you were talking about brining whole chickens. Oh, I cut it up. Oh, that's right. You cut yeah. it up. Yeah, so I'm doing Go what on. you told me to do. I, when, when you texted me about something about brining yesterday, I thought you were talking about what people call air brining, like, like salting ahead of time. But no, so you're, you're taking these chicken thighs and you're stuffing them into this jar. Into the pickle jar. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Did you take a photo? I didn't. I, um, I didn't. But the jar's still in there. I'll take it today. For you. But the chicken's now been fried and, and et. Well, I only did two pieces last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, all thighs? Yeah. Bone in, skin no on? No bone. No bone, no skin? Yeah. So... How long were they in the jar? Hour and a half, maybe. Which wasn't long enough. And then what'd you do? Well, I was actually making them for my wife. Because I already eat dinner. I had Costco pizza for dinner. At Costco? At Costco. And then I had my daughter's leftovers. You know, later. So I was very full. But my wife hadn't had dinner and she was out. So she just came home and I... She's gluten-free, so I didn't experiment. I did well, one in millet flour and one in, like, very fine cornmeal flour. Ooh. I prefer the millet flour, I think. Oh, really? It's just more delicate. I don't think that Corn I've flour can get a little, like, heavy flour. and, like, yeah. dense, you know? Right. There was a big clearance sale on flowers at Whole Foods right after Thanksgiving. <laughs> really? I, up. I would like to have known that. I should have texted you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to make bread, and so I need a lot of flour. Lots of feeding. One of our listeners to this show got a sourdough starter. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it was inspired by... I, let's just assume it was. Let's just assume it was. Well, assume he, that... he, he didn't text me about it, so I was like, cool. And then we've been we've been going back and forth about how to feed it and stuff, which I've been going back and forth with another friend who has more experience than I do. But it's so hard to make bread for me. I made a decent, I made a decent loaf last week and I burned my thumb very badly in the process. And it's, the blister just um, went down like over the night last night and turned red. For those of you who can't see, which is all of you, Richard's giving the thumbs up, and we're back. Should we just pretend that didn't happen? Yeah. Okay. That didn't happen. Nothing happened. Well, we're back. Let's take it back nothing. like two let's... sentences, and then we'll punch in. Okay. Where were we? I think you were going to describe my I was thumb. Probably in mid-sentence, <laughs> mid-word. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a, it's got a Band-Aid on you. For those of you who can't see at home, Richard's wearing a Band-Aid. You want to describe the location of the Band-Aid? It's right on the joint, which seems a little tricky. So, strange thing about me. <clears throat> Listeners know. I like to cook a lot. But I have these... You like to cook a lot of food, or you like cooking... You like Both. But I cook frequently at home. I just make dinner. I think it's a big part of my life. Um, but... Uh, I just have these really old oven mitts. They're just ancient and falling apart. And because there is a joint and a seam at the mitt that gets worked a lot, you know, when you're picking things up, picking heavy things up or hot things up, gets a lot of wear. And there's a hole right there in the thumb in one of my oven mitts that is ancient, that I should have replaced yeah. probably um. years ago. And like, I'll go to the store and drop couple C notes on, you know, dinner just about any night of the week. I have a somewhat um, expensive natural wine habit. Um, we'll never blink twice about spending money on that, but I won't like go on Amazon.com and like order a couple of new oven mitts for like $8.99 for some reason. I don't know why. But so, so I just have these old oven mitts and if you pick something up... Have you talked to your therapist about this? No, I haven't. You should talk to him about it. He's got some insights. <laughs> um... But 
in making the bread, you know, you get the cast iron Dutch oven like super hot. And I just burned my thumb through the crappy oven mitt. And then I threw the mitt away. And I, it's funny, a, a single mitt has come into my life because of the grill that um, Wes put in my backyard. It came with like a, everything's like proprietary. It's Traeger. So it's like, it came with like a, a single oven mitt. High end shit. Yeah, so I have, now I have a, a full pair again, and I will not burn my thumb again, but it's just cra- and I still haven't bought new, a, a new full pair of oven mitts. Get it together, Richard. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. What's the deal? I don't know. Come on, Parks. Come on, man. <laughs> Why don't you just get some oven mitts? You use them all the time. You know what I'm saying? Is it me or is the tabanero hot sauce actually less spicy than regular Tabasco? Let's try it. Could be. Could be, yeah. It's, w- it's good. It's kind of sweet. It's good. It's got a good flavor. It's not like overpoweringly vinegar, but it's not yeah. that spicy. It has carrots, onions, key lime juice, and agave in it, as well as garlic salt and and select habanero peppers, select ones. But it's quite good, I like the sweetness. Yeah. I like a sauce that's, that's sweet and spicy. Like Fuyu? Like Fuyu fire, exactly. Or Sriracha. I'm not a huge, I think Sriracha's okay. It's all right. A little overrated. All right. How's it going? How, good, <laughs> how's your week, Richard? I don't know. You, don't you know. know what my week was. It was busy. Busy, it was busy and week. Busy, busy in a way we can't talk about. <laughs> can't talk about my weeks. Sorry. So there's just not much for me to say here. Well, how Did you cook week? anything good? Uh, we established oh, that you made, a good, made some uh, mediocre bread. Made some, yeah, that, uh, I did that. And I made a really good, like, chicken shawarma thing. Mm. Yeah, that was good. I've been thinking about what I'm going to build my it, dinner around with this chicken. The yeah. flatbread looked like first Africa, and then South America, and then it got covered in. So that's some baba ganoush. Did you make the baba ganoush? Made the baba ganoush. Made a, a yogurt oh. mayo garlic thing. Yogurt and mayo. Yeah. Huh. It's great. Oh, all right. I mean, if you want like a mayo type thing, I mean, it's you know, it's a what, uh, it's a fatty emulsified situation. What so. did you put in your baba ganoush? Just uh. Roasted eggplant, um, garlic, lemon, tahini, oil, salt. I have an eggplant that I gotta. So good. Do something with. And then I made the the chicken had been salted a couple days. Thank you, Martha. You're welcome, sweetie. How you been? Very good. How about you guys? Been good. You doing fine? Yeah. What, do you want me to sing a song for you? Would you? Would you? Later on, baby. Later on. <laughs> <laughs> you want right. some more water? I'll be here. I would like some All more right. Water. Okay. I'll bring it over right now. I'm going to wait until you come back and sing that song. I'm not leaving. <laughs> my boss over there, he'll fire me. Is he, oh, really? Is he, is he, the, he doesn't like my, my voice. Really? No, I'm just After kidding. After 37 years. I'm just kidding. Is he the owner? Yeah, that one sitting over there. Yeah. I was wondering, because I always see him here. I don't know if he's the owner. Or... Yeah, he's the owner. He's the big is he a good, nice. good boss? Nice. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. I want, I want to make sure you get treated right. I love you. Thank you. Big cheese. The boss man. The boss. So it's, it's been confirmed. That he's the boss. Yeah, the old the, man who sits at the end of the, the counter man in the suit. is in fact the owner of this place, which was my theory. We tried to engage him once, but he just didn't really seem like he gave a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Or like could hear, I was like, thank yeah. you so much for having us. And he was like, yes, <laughs> you know, yes, I am. So I made the chicken shawarma <laughs> and, and made the flatbread. And, you know, I mean, if you've never done a yogurt mayo combo, so I think you're missing out. I'll try it. I'll try it. When I got these chickens, I'll fry them up. Maybe I'll do a fried chicken shawarma. That'd be great. I have to they have one like that at Dune. Of, I have to make some sort of, yeah, I love Dune. I have to make some sort of a... Find a gluten-free pita. Right. So you maybe you would make like a chapati, like a like a uh, like chickpea flour. Chickpea flour, right? I've done that with some level of success. 
I like making flatbread. It's it's fun to do it when you're grilling, though. Like, I, I wasn't grilling the other night, which is too bad, because all those things would be better if they were uh, kissed by, you know, coals. Yeah, we're not really in there. Today's like a bad day to grill. It's pouring rain, for those of you. It's pouring rain. I gotta get, a historic I gotta get, day in Los Angeles. I gotta get a picture of you when you were, I got here before you. And you were like huddled up with your like hat and your coat, waiting across the street. Oh, is that the photos I you texted those, me? Yeah, I figured those could be. I didn't the, know that uh, I was in there. Episode photo. Oh, cool. Yeah, we haven't done an episode photo in a while. Oh, I see. Oh, there I am. <laughs> nice. It's the like car super low res because I had to zoom in. Let's <laughs> just do a podcast where we just show each other photos on our phone. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I wanted you to see the... Oh, I, I saw it, I saw it when it happened. I saw it in real time. But I wanted you to see the chicken shawarma, too. Oh, right. No. I'm glad you showed me that chicken shawarma. <laughs> but I actually had seen it on Instagram before. It was memorable. I remembered seeing it. Did you notice that the uh, camper trailer is still out there from last week? I did. Oh, it is? That's crazy. Uh, did you see your friend? What was his name? Chadwick. Yeah. That was weird. That was a weird thing that happened last week. I feel like those weirdos that showed up are to blame for the poor sound quality of the of the, of the, of the show. Were some, they engineering? <laughs> yeah, I did, I, I did let him engineer. Do you think that was a bad decision? I mean, he was a fill-in shock jock, right? <laughs> so he probably knows his way around in Morantz. <laughs> yeah. But it turned out he didn't. It turned out he didn't. <laughs> didn't know what the fuck he was doing. If you see him, what are you going to say to him? Uh, I'm just going to ask him about his vacation, how it's going, you know. Should we talk about your story? Um, no. So I really, I really do think that I'm... We're talking about in vague terms. I think that I'm bad at giving notes. I'm always worried about that. Oh, I think you're great at giving notes. You keep saying that you like my notes, but also, I'm... Okay. Thank you. Um, but I wonder if, you know, how I see the story is just, like, completely... Because it's it's well done. It's all there. You know, it's it's in the right order. It, you know, it works. So then, when, once it's kind of, like, in that state, at that point, what note do you give? For me, I guess I went into this like very. Well, I feel like the thing about notes is, you get them, yeah. and you take what you like about them and what you agree with, and you don't take what you don't agree with. Yeah. Oh, totally. There's no such thing as the right note. I know, there are definitely some notes that a are just like. Constructive note. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely notes that are like horribly wrong, but I, right. you don't ever send those kind of notes. Cool. I mean, it's just also like. There's like a certain level with what I'm doing now that's sort of just like triangulation because I don't have a single editor anymore because she abandoned me. Um, she abandoned you? She did. Uh, you um, know who you are. <laughs> not bitter. I'm not bitter about it. Shame on you. I'm, I'm not, shame on I'm you. not angry. I'm just hurt. <laughs> but anyway, the point is... For shame. I'm getting lots of notes from different people, which I think... From different some, walks of life? Uh, all storytellers. Not a, not a vast difference in their walks of life. It's all pretty much people in the world of like public radio slash hip media dudes. Yeah, and and ladies. Diversity. But um, that's just what yeah. So I get all these notes from different as. places, and I just sort of like figure out. I mean, the nice thing about that is that like I'm getting similar notes from different people, and then that's when I feel very confident that what I'm doing is needs to be fixed because multiple people are saying like this yes. is an issue. So what what did you get? What were you hearing from kind of multiple sources on this round? There's this section in the middle of the story. Sorry, I'll the backstory, the weed story. Yeah, yeah. so the story is about. It's um, okay, it's just a backstory. But yeah, there's a backstory section about someone who went to federal prison for a long time, and I got into the weeds a little bit about that trial and how it all went down. And it also has to do with weed, it has marijuana, to do with weed, marijuana, large scale grow operation, trees, gauge. Ganja. Ganja. Indo. But... Dank. Um... Reefer. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. 
<laughs> but uh, the point is, I fixed it. Also, I tried to do this thing where like, I was going to have an actor read one of the voices because the main character in the story has not agreed to participate with the story, so I'm sort of like relying on myself to fill in those parts of the story. And he, he's written extensively about his own trial, so I was just going to have an actor read what he wrote. But I didn't have one, so I just read it myself and then like pitched my voice down, and it was just like no one understood what I was doing. It was like a, I should have just said this is a placeholder. People was, just were like, obviously what the fuck you, is going yeah. on? No, I knew it was a placeholder. Because I said in the in the narration, like now an actor is going to read, but it was just me with like an altered voice. And one person was like, who gave me notes, was like, who's that actor? It's like their voice just sounds like your cadence. It's like, yeah, it sounded like so <laughs> somebody doing an impression of Scott Carrier <laughs> got pitched down. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it was obvi- It was your cadence. Do um, you so you feel like you fixed that in this round? Like what I listened to? This is true. It's I don't know. I'm asking, do you think I? I mean, the question is not to me. Do you think I fixed it? I did get a note that I fixed it too much, and I need to bring some of it back. I think I think that it's it's definitely better. But you know, so the whole story takes place over the course of uh, a day, and aside from sort of reflection in in voiceover, the only real the part of the story that feels like you're leaving that day is the backstory part yeah. and so it doesn't fit and also it's led by this other woman who is basically your only interview and so it's just not in keeping with the rest of the story yeah. and uh, for that reason it's just kind of weird it's okay like it's just you know it's just like for me it's kind of like as if like the story has a look and a feel and you know and then, and then all of a sudden there's this different look and feel and so one of the things that I suggested, which is a tiny note that I gave on this round, was like, have you considered doing some scoring, like heavy scoring, you know, a kind of technique that I find kind of irritating a lot of the time, but just like make it breezier, make it like you, you're feeling like it's all happening in uh, the past, mm-hmm. you know, um, because after a while it's sort of like, oh wait, who's this woman again? And how was the relationship between her and the guy? And then, I mean, for me, um, the biggest problem with the story is, is the absence of the main character. It's all about this one person, and he's not even in the story. Yeah, well, he's and, in the story, but... He, well, he, yeah, you, you're the, the day that you're recording, he's there, and you have some of his voice on tape. But other than that, he's not in interview. He obviously didn't cooperate with the story, and I feel like that needs to be better addressed. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. And why didn't he? Did you reach out to him? Yeah, but only through his agent. Do you think that it ever got to him? He said he was like, I'll ask him. And then he, I never responded. And But then... And did you pitch it as like, I'm making a story about him? Or... Yeah, well, I said I want to interview him about his life. And here's what I want to talk about. Right. But He's do like, they know that you're going to go live with the story that is about him without his involvement unless he gets yet. back to I'm you? Gonna, that's the next phase. Yeah. So then the next thing I did was, after I didn't hear from him, I was like, hey... I sent an email. I was like, look, I'd like to hire this actor to do some voiceover work for a story I'm working on. I was going to hire him to read the stuff. The main he, character is an actor. Yeah, and I was going to hire him to read what he had written about his own trial right. and read transcripts from his sentencing. Right. Which was also going to be, like, that moment when he sits down to read this thing and finds out, like, it's his own life. It yeah. was going to be kind of nuts, but I was going to tell him beforehand. Yeah. But he didn't respond to that at all. And I didn't even say what it was about. I was like, hey, I just want to know his rates. What does he charge for voice work? No response. Have you gotten the agent, agent on the phone? Once. Oh, really? And so... I'm going to have to call him again. Yeah. And be like... Phone is good. Yeah. So, I can't imagine he, like... Anyway, yeah. So, that's an issue I'm dealing with. Do you feel like it's an issue? Uh, It's not an issue. I mean, I don't need him to participate in the story, but if he doesn't, I need to just put a line in there that's like, hey, here's the deal. Yeah, you definitely need that. But... I mean, it would change the story completely to have him involved mm-hmm. in a good way. It would always be good. I mean, I know you're very far along with it, and maybe you have a deadline or something like that, but but I think if you give it the college try, I don't know that, you know, if he doesn't know that there's a story that's completely about him that's, like, based on that day, and it talks a lot about, like, his backstory that... And it's get, and it's going to be released through, you know, these channels. I think if you make that clear to him, it, he would probably want to at least respond in some way. Yeah. If not, be interviewed or whatever. Um, yeah. 
Does the agent represent a lot of like famous actors or? I don't know. It's a process. Celebrity journalism workshopping going on. Yeah. Well, this is a show about process. This is a show about process. The process of life, the process of radio journalism. Process of trying to figure out how to 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 use your fucking rants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What what do you think of the show? I don't know when to hit stop. Because we don't know when it stopped recording because your media card filled up. Uh huh. I think it was at like 10. Okay. We'll call it 50. Let's call it 50. <laughs> Should we talk about what our show is about? We haven't done that in today <laughs> yet. <laughs> well, I feel like it's always changing and it's never changing. Because it's not okay, about... Okay, Heraclitus. Who's that? He's the sing, singer Greek Red Hot Chili philosopher. Oh, no. <laughs> Heraclitus was a Greek philosopher who... Uh, what we have left are aphoristic writings. Mm. So they're, they're like these short kind of koans. Like, he, his most famous one probably is You Can't Step Into the Same River Twice. Um, and we're back. <laughs> What happened? Maybe we should st- <laughs> what? what happened, David? <laughs> so, um, friends, look, we don't ask for money often, but if we could get a couple hundred bucks together, to not even a couple hundred, David I just how to use his Marantz. If we could just get some money for an SD card. I mean, David does teach a class, and I think exactly how to do this, right? Yeah, we don't use this record though. <laughs> Oh, really? They don't use the Marantz in so I, I, workshops? I, no. These are too nice. These no, no, it's are, nice. Of course. It's an expensive piece of equipment. Let me explain. This is actually a... Uh, what's happening, these errors are not because of equipment failure. It's, it's a sort of deep-seated psychological issue that I have to deal with. And that is that I have a, a hoarder mentality when it comes to recordings. And I am like very averse to deleting a file because I'm terrified I'm going to lose it. Like, all the files are on this recorder. I have them backed up twice. Okay, good. That's what I was going to ask. And I'm still afraid. But a lot of them are files that I'm still working on that story. And so part of me wants to not delete them until the story's done, even though that's irrational because I know that I have the files in two other places. Why don't you just kick it up to three places? (laughs) Seriously. I do. The third is this SD card, but now I'm, like, deleting stuff right? because... Do you have more SD than card one filled SD up card? Twice. I do. For a long time, I used to carry a spare SD card in my wallet all the time. There you go. But then because I was sitting on it so much, it just broke. And then I had this broken SD card in my wallet, and I was like, this is not a good system. This is what John Else would call, with ABCD, battery. It, battery relates to all equipment. Yeah. These are the things that you need to make a story. Access, right. battery, concept, deal. Right. Deal? Yeah. So, deal's tricky. I think deal pertains to... Outlet like, or funding or... No, it's, it's like... This, this is a philosophy of making documentaries, so everything needs to be released. You know, if you're shooting someone's face, if they're on camera, you need to release them. Because uh. then you can buy the insurance that you need to buy when you want to broadcast it. Something right. called errors and emissions insurance. The company expects everybody to have a signed release, even though a signed release means nothing because it would never stop anybody from sending you a cease and desist for any reason. So it's a funny thing. It's like my, you got to get it signed, but it means nothing. So my wife, she had a her boyfriend years and years before we were together, was an aspiring documentary filmmaker and took a lot of footage of her and of all the women that he like dated. And then he made a documentary about it. Is and his name Ross McKelvey? No, his name is Josh. Fuck, I can't remember his last name. Anyway, sounds like he's doing. He made a Ross the documentary. He made the documentary. He sent Katya a letter and, and a copy of the film. Was like, hey, I just want you to know I made this movie. I want to get your permission to use the footage. And she was like, absolutely not. I don't want to be in this movie. I don't want this footage out there. And basically, the lawyer or whoever the producer was just like, sorry, we're doing it anyway. And they put it out, and they, she just like basically had no say. Well, if you're in the Josh's position, uh, then you go to a lawyer, and the lawyer will, you know, make a, a legal argument for uh, consent. 
like, and you know, the most famous fair use lawyer in documentary, he literally wrote the book on fair use that everybody uses. Uh, I always mess up his name. It's Michael, I think it's Donnelly. But anyway, he's here in Beverly Hills and <laughs> he has a Heraclitian aphorism that he uses, <laughs> which is, you shot it, you got it. As in, there's yeah. a camera in front of your face. You're not saying, shut that off. You're not leaving. Yeah. Or in does in that hold up in of, court? It does. Really? Yeah. A lot of the time. I mean, look, there's there's famous cases of you know different types of use, but in terms of like what you're talking about, I mean, if Katya was um, you know of age, if she was not on drugs, like she was both of those, both of those things are true. You know, if she was allowing him to film her. It that's the becomes the the contract. You know. And what does is, what is a signature on a piece of paper mean anyway? Right. But for me, I, I have a problem with a film that I'm making. Not a problem, but, you know, a potential issue. But it's like I have all the emails setting up the interview. Then I put up the lights. Then the guy sits down. I put the microphone on him. I say, are you ready to go? Like, that's he's, he knows he's yeah. being interviewed. I mean, I was, I was, I'm consent. guessing that the worry is that even though you could win the case, just the cost of litigating it is just going to be like a nightmare, right? Well, but it's not litigation. You, you know, like, oh. in, in this case, you would go to Michael Donnelly or whatever his name is, some variation thereof, and... Uh, get the legal paperwork like I, I don't know what it's called but it's like you know an argument or whatever that then is enough for the insurance to be bought so that then when you broadcast it if there is something legal that has, uh, you know and also like you have an LLC for your film for the same reason right. so you're protected legally because it's it's a company it's not you um, I mean it's it's complicated and there's there are tons of films made with absolutely no, you know, consent being given, of course, you know, but then it's like, and if you're out on the street, you know, that's one thing, but if you're out on the street shooting inside Astro Diner or someone's house, that's another thing. Um, there's all kinds of, and various state to state, you know. Yeah, I'm dealing um, with that too right now. Yeah. Some legal issues, although I was, can't really talk about it. <laughs> Whoa. I just can't. I just can't. For a story or yeah. something yeah. you you made? Yeah, some recordings were made by someone. I'm not gonna say who. <laughs> I wonder who. And the, per the person who was being recorded wasn't aware of that, and that is. There's is no the question that that's there? illegal. Yeah. I don't know. It's not. Uh, what's the question? <laughs> um. I've just been having some conversation with a lawyer um, about this thing that someone did. <laughs> We've brought this up on the show before, but California is what you call a two-party two consent, consent state. So yeah. in terms of audio, you just have to make the person aware that you're recording. Right. And if they say, no, you can't do that, then you can't. If, you, if you're recording someone and you haven't asked them, that's technically a, an illegal act. Even if there's a mic in their face? Well, I... For me, it comes up more um, when I was working at like traditional news organizations. Like I would think about this. I would be making a lot of phone calls, and I would want to record them all. Yeah. Um, for the purposes of reference and transcription and fact checking and stuff like that for print articles. But since I was like writing for the New York Times, I was like wanted to be buttoned up, and so yeah. Instead of pressing record and then dialing. I would dial and say, hey, I'm just going to record this call for my reference. Is that okay with you? And yeah. they'd say yes, then hit record. Because actually, if if you don't ask that question first, it is an illegal act in California. Good to know. But yeah, it's What intense. if you declare your house an independent nation state? I think, I think you should do it, <laughs> Mr. Weinberg. <laughs> So, I, I thought no you were going to ask me about Heraclitus, but... <laughs> Who's Heraclitus? Ancient Greek philosopher. Got any more Cohen's for us? He was obsessed with fire, I remember. It was just, like, a lot of fire. I, I think that he actually believed in, um, you know, at, at the time in, in the ancient world, I think there were different kind of, like, ideas about where the world came from and like it often had to do with like the elements yeah and he was a fire guy he thought the earth was, I love came the from symbol fire. of fire like throughout literature and you know 
I just yeah. I, lo- I love fire. It's I, hot. It's hot stuff. I think that I would write like a lot of my like when I you know I got my undergraduate in English literature and I would I was just always looking for fire and you know doing like that should be your memoir. Always looking for fire. Always looking for fire. I love to sit around the fire, but I'm a Pisces. My birthday's coming up. When's your birthday? Anyone wants to get me some oven mitts? <laughs> uh, March 14th. Fire and your birthday. March 14th. Einstein's birthday. When are you gonna do? Kirby Puckett's birthday. Quincy Jones' birthday. We have new. Billy time. Crystal's birthday. Wow! All the heavy hitters. Yeah, mostly Einstein and me. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do? Uh, what do you want to do? You want to have a party? You want to keep it low key? I don't know. Last year I didn't do anything because I was working. Strip club. I don't like strip clubs. <laughs> They're terrible, horrible places. I agree. Ugh. Although the last time I went to a strip club, it was my friend's birthday, and he's sort of like a wild and crazy guy in all the good ways. And you go he, to Sam's Hofbrau, perhaps? I don't remember the name of it. Somewhere downtown. But he wore a Probably Sam's he wore a priest's robe outfit, so he just was dressed as a priest. And then he just pretended like he was a priest at the strip club, and it was really fun. <laughs> and he just like convinced the stripper that he was a real priest. And, and that he was like a fun priest? Yeah, and then he like wanted a lap dance. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and he had all his friends with him. It was his birthday. It was like a fun. It's like the only time I've actually like had genuine fun at a strip club and not just felt like gross. Right. And... I've never had that um, <laughs> fun. Um, In general, or should I a strip club? <laughs> <laughs> Probably never. What do you think? I've had fun with you. I've had lots of fun with you. We have a blast. We have fun every Friday. I feel like I'm being a downer today. I'm sorry. Am I being a downer today? Hypercritical. I feel like it's okay to be down. Do you think I'm down? This morning, you were definitely down. (laughs) I can tell you were down from across the street, the way you were just like huddled against the cold. It was cold and I know, I know, I know. And I didn't have an umbrella. But it was just like a visual representation of what you were also feeling on the inside, too, which I discovered when you got here. Well, let's turn it around. Let's. All right. How do we do that? Let's ask Martha what she does when she's having a bad day. And I would she, love to ask and Martha. She like has to like put on a happy face for assholes like us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Also, I have no idea how long we've been recording. <laughs> I thought we decided at some point that we were just gonna run it out. <laughs> Another forty-five minutes. Remember, I had delight. This is remember. Anyway. I don't know. All right. Well, when Martha comes back, David's we'll... been in charge of recording and post for the last two and episodes. And it's gone horribly both times. <laughs> and you still didn't bring a recorder today. Because Originally, I, I want you to be able to do this. <laughs> Trala. You should be able to use your equipment. I should be able to use my equipment. That and, is true. And, and edit a one-hour <laughs> chat show. It's not even editing it. It's like or, you know, literally putting it into a preset sure file like with everything already done and, for you, yeah. and then publish it. La 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 la. I put out 105 episodes of random tape by myself. Hell yeah. And, and something happened between that Hell and now, yeah. and I just can't fucking get it together. Well, it's, you know, you're specialized. I guess I just added that second mic, and it just threw my whole game off. You are a storyteller. You are an artist. You are <laughs> a guy who understands the world and, and shines it back to us so that we can understand it. With one microphone. Yeah, one microphone, <laughs> one channel, one setting. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm very much, like, when it comes to film stuff, it's like, it can get so complicated so quickly in terms of equipment. And so, like, I'm very much like, I need an out-of-the-box, all-here, everything's, you know, and there aren't many cameras in that are affordable in the, you know, current, like, digital marketplace. Yeah, the the entry point is more these these complicated things with you know internal settings and each camera is completely different. Ugh, you know, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's the worst. But I you know I want a thing that has like the iris is like manual and physical. You can move the audio levels up and down. You can see the audio meter like in your viewfinder. You know, everything's right there. You're holding it. It's not a million things that with a million menus and cables and you know I. It's an odd thing for, it's like I really only geek out on cameras as much as like, I just want to understand it enough to be able to capture an image. Yeah, I'm not like a geek out on gear. Well, generally people who are like in film, like geek out. Yeah, like audio people don't geek out as much. Like it's mostly just like, you know how to record the thing. What can I, yeah, Yeah. okay, it's affordable. Right. But it's not like, oh, cool, uh, 
XLR <laughs> versus, uh, but I mean, yeah, there's like some, there's kind of like one layer of like entry to like doing things profe- professionally in audio, which is why it's so great. Yeah. And why it's like, it's and more about. think about light or time of day. No, you're just getting the fucking story. Yeah. Just unplug the refrigerator. And I mean, I've talked about this before with you probably. Try not to record next to an ice machine. <laughs> right. I'm waiting for the ice to drop. I mean, we're here late today, so I'm surprised it hasn't yet. Actually, I don't see... Oh, I, I think it's it's a man who works in the back who comes in. He works in the kitchen, maybe. But getting to a intimate moment in audio is so much easier than with a camera around. It's so fast. Like, you can literally get there within minutes with someone. With a camera, that's never possible. Yeah. It takes so much more. It's such a different interaction i was talking about this with someone yesterday um and then i I was remembering like some of the stuff that uh i like so enjoyed my trip to galax for that reason because i hadn't like done like a story for a while i hadn't had a reason to talk to someone with a microphone in a long time and it's like you just talk to everyone yeah it's great everyone opens right up Uh uh-huh and there's zillions of people who opened up to me who are just on the cutting room floor Unfortunately, yeah, they're good for other reasons, but they don't fit. Yeah, fit in the story, like Oscar Hall. Who's Oscar Hall? So there's this annual fiddle competition in Galax, Virginia, and it's been going for eighty some years. And I had my microphone there, and I was wandering around and talking to people and making friends. And you know, my philosophy is storytelling-wise, one of my techniques is like. Who's the oldest guy here? Uh-huh. You know, I want to talk to him. And he's not, the guy who's no been ladies? going there. Oldest person in the room. Um, and he's been involved uh, with the, I hope I don't get this wrong, but I believe it's the Moose. Uh, the Moose put on the festival, and they're kind of like running security and doing the organization. And someone was like, oh, well, Oscar's a Moose, and he's been here for decades and decades. You know, he's always lived in Galax. He's, whatever, 90-some years old, probably. And there's like a little camper trailer at the top of the amphitheater where he hangs out at with his people. And I just went up there and I was like, hi, I hear that you've been living here for a long time. And he's like, yeah, let's go into the camper trailer and talk. And so he led me into his camper trailer and we we shut the door. And like literally within two minutes, he was talking about his son who had died. And like we were talking about his regrets in life. Wow. And like, you know, his relationship to his maker and stuff like that. And it was just like, wow. It was just happens so quick yeah do you think you would ever do that like a stranger came up to you and like had a microphone and you're like let's get real here i think about that and i don't think so and i mean that's a little bit i feel like maybe what i'm trying to do here i'm trying to open up on mic but i don't think that no i don't think so I don't think that I've ever been stopped on the street and asked for an interview about, like, a man-on-the-street interview. Only have either. I think maybe when I was protesting the Rite Aid replacing a health food store called Quinn's that used to be on Larchmont when I was a kid, I picketed. And I think the local news came, and I think I was interviewed. How old were you? I think I was, like, 10 or something like that. But I don't think I made the cut. It's funny, I've noticed that uh, at some point during our breakfasts, Martha just ghosts. Yeah, she just ghosts. Well, I mean, it's always the right time. She's got, we've got our food. Just kind of want to warm up. She's, yeah. I mean, also there's other waitresses that come by and fill up With our coffee. coffee and water, yeah. She's busy. I mean, she has to do a job. Oh, of course, yeah. No, I, I think it's very appropriate, but you're going to ask her. I did want to. Uh, interview what her she in does when she wants to turn that frown upside down. Yeah. And we have to get her to sing, too. Right. Maybe that'll be her. It'll all be one shot. It'll be like, it'll be like, that's what I do. Yeah. When things are not going well. Oh, I love this. Yeah. It's like a real astro moment. This is an astro moment. Oh. I feel such empathy for that, those parents. Because it happens to me all the time where I'm like, with, well, not as much anymore, but when you're have your kid and they're like crying it's like it sucks did you have any more uh, like <laughs> shameful dad moments this week because that was really good when you gave faith a <laughs> cup of rice and she didn't have valentine's or whatever anything um, like that happened this week 
No, I think I was a good dad all the, Oh, shit. I had the worst fail as a parent I've had in my entire life this week, actually. Do tell. I uh, forgot to pick up my daughter from school. <laughs> yeah. And... Until when? Late. Because I was working in the attic, and I purposely don't take my phone with me up into the attic when I work because it's a distraction. You don't want to be bothered by distractions like your child. <laughs> well, this was, a, this was a big issue this week with my family. Had a, uh, but my wife was teaching. I thought for some reason, and I don't know why I thought this, that she was going to get off work and pick up Faye, which doesn't make any sense because she usually teaches till 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. Daughter gets out of and school. And pickups at like four or five. Or well, so yeah, school ends at four. You can, she can stay for two more hours after that. From the, they charge you till six, and then the the kid has to be out by six. Like out, out, out. Right. There's no overtime options. You can't I mean, pay any money to have. You get kid. fined twenty five dollars for every fifteen minutes after seven. Or but after, it's more a penalty fee. It's not a child. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah. And oh. hey, I didn't get there till like seven thirty. Because, like, they were calling frantically, me and Katya, and Katya was teaching, so she wasn't answering her phone. And then I came downstairs to pee, and I looked at my phone, and I had this email that was like, is everything okay if Faye is still at school? And I had all these missed calls from the preschool. And I immediately was like, F-. and also, I didn't have the car. I didn't have a car. Mm. Katya, we have one car. Katya had it. I was, I borrowed a friend's car to take her to school, but then because I had thought that I wasn't picking her up, I took my friend's car back to her. So I had no car, I had no car seat. So I was like, well, I can take a lift there, but then I guess we'll just take the bus home because I don't have a car seat. Um, but then I called my friend Betsy, whose car we'd borrowed, and she lives five blocks away. So I ran, got the car, went to preschool, got Faye. She was thrilled. Faye was? Just She didn't even care that she'd been left to school. She was like, it was so great. I got to eat bagels and cream cheese. And like the teachers read because to me. Because they were just the entertaining only one. Yeah, her I was like, she, had her own she was personal. being neglected. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it was like a fun adventure for her. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't really like staying late that much, but it was, that was, she was, yeah, it was a... Uh, it's a good thing you went down and checked your phone. Yeah. More of the oh, stories, always make, look at your phone. <laughs> always have your phone in your hand at all times. <laughs> Just stare at that thing. <laughs> Never stop. Yeah, I think I'm always going to have a parenting fail to talk about every week on the show. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm sorry. It's okay. I was going to say, of course, you could have called me if I possibly could have helped. Yeah. Always call me. I mean, you don't have a car seat. It's true. You could have gone there and just like been with at her least relieved whatever, the yeah. teachers and yeah. walked with her to Magpies until I could have figured something out. Yeah, that would be fun. I would love to go to Magpies. We well. go every Friday. Oh, really? If you ever want to go. Yeah. For every Friday at 4 o'clock, we're at Magpies getting ice cream. 4 o'clock. Okay. 4-ish. Yeah. Cool. After school. I like Magpies. I haven't been there in a while, actually. Do you do the... Uh, regular you know rewards because you can get like it's points. automatic oh it's automatic yeah they know you just na- know who you are yeah because so, if you slide your card yeah yeah i don't pay with cash cash what's cash it's got cash yeah 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 magpies is great the only cash that it's, I it's keep- a little crazy at 4 p.m because it's like all the kids from the preschool and their parents and it's just like Wah! you know and everyone's popped up on sugar it's fun but it's like you know don't go there to read a book <laughs> <laughs> right it's a popular time to go there Magpies in Silver Lake on Hyperion, across from the Gelsons, which the Gelsons... Disney Studios. The first Disney brick and mortar in the world. Mm-hmm. Not far from the tam shanter And there's all those apartments behind there, the cottages that the animators lived in. The animators lived in the cottages, walked down to the Gelsons. Got hammered at tam Got some overpriced meat. Yeah. Well, they didn't do both, because... No, I'm just joking. You, it was just it. Disney, right? When are we going to stop the show? What do you know? What when you are we going to stop it? Yeah, what's the plan here? Do you know where we at? I could hit stop and see how long all the I don't know. I'm not engineering were. today. <laughs> <laughs> um, w- 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 I feel why, like do you we feel like we're running right? out of gas? Or? No, I just feel like we hit an hour. I feel like we're just hitting our stride. <laughs> we could go longer than an hour. You called me morose. <laughs> I didn't call you morose. <laughs> I, I said you were down, which is not inaccurate. I think I'm fine. You're fine now. That's this show p- picked you up. You just needed some. Are you down? Why are you so down? I'm not that down. I'm not that down either. I, I was down this morning, but then that situation resolved itself. What happened? 
you know, just family drama. <laughs> just like a <laughs> <Nope>. big, <laughs> just an argument that resolved itself. Good. What happened? Um, there was, I feel like my wife and I only have one real argument and it's the same argument and it happens like every, I don't know, six months and it has to do with like dividing up the household duties. And I feel like for a long time, it's been good. We have a system that works fine. But last night, there was a mouse in the kitchen. We saw a mouse. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, we'll deal with it. We'll get some traps. Whatever. But Katya's a little more, like, worried about it. And she's like, they have diseases. It's a, it's a big issue. And so, like, she felt like she wanted to do a deep clean of the house and the kitchen. Because obviously there's this things like in there a, that are tempting the mouse. Yeah, and this is like a ten at night. Oh, oh, and do that deep clean. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. And okay. my my, the agreement we have is that I basically do all of the food like, stuff. I, I just had three dinners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I just like cooked this elaborate meal for her, and I, even though I wasn't hungry, and like I just all I wanted to do was read a book. You know, I, I felt like I hadn't been gotten like a good chunk of like several hours of reading in a while. And then, you know, she did some cleaning, and then I went to bed, and she stayed up really late. Um, cleaning? Mm, cleaning, but also just she stays up late. And Faye woke up at, like, 6 a.m., which is really early for her, and Katya was just, like, exhausted and upset. And she felt like I was not dealing with it, um, even though I got up when Faye got up and made her breakfast, and we put a movie on. This is the, the real problem is that we, have, like, we don't let Faye watch oh, my daughter Faye cartoons except on the weekends but she didn't have school today so I was like yeah you can watch cartoons put a movie on for her then the power went out and she was awake and didn't want to play with herself and so you know it's like and then there was like this fight you know like we kind of fought in front of Faye which was never good but Faye didn't really get it you know mm-hmm. she was like what did you say to mommy that's uh, <laughs> just like anyway but and then Katya was really upset and then I went to here came here left. I mean, I let, Katya went back to sleep. I made breakfast, a second breakfast with Faye. We made chocolate chip pancakes together while Katya was asleep. And the power came on. I was like, great. Put, put, put a movie on for Faye. And then I left. So Katya was asleep. Faye had waffles and pancakes. <laughs> she was fed. She had a movie to watch. It was great. But I was just like, oh, Katya's going to wake up. And she's going to be all upset. And then I got all these texts from her on the way here that was like, I'm so sorry. I love you. I was a mess. But it was because I didn't get enough sleep. Aww. I feel so loved. Because I made this big sack of pancakes. And I was like, great. It's all good. Wow. So like I said, everything's fine. Wow. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's Weinberg's aphorism. <laughs> well, I feel, like, I feel like the aphorism works in two ways. It's one, it's like, I say it to convince myself convince things are yourself. fine when they're not fine. But right. I also say it when things are fine. Yeah. And, and things fine. really are. Things it's are really just the latter fine, this yeah. time. The, the big issue is that... Um, Congratulations on seeing a way through. These days are really tough for us because we both work from home and we're both under incredibly stressful, tight deadlines at the moment. Yeah. And this is a day that neither of us get to work a full day because we have our daughter. Right. And my wife has to teach at four. And she doesn't really like teaching. And it's like a thing she has to do to make money. But it's like, so all that pressure of like, she has these deadlines and she's not going to get to work today and she's tired and there's a mouse. It's just like... Yeah. Know, it's just a high How are you going to deal with the stress. mouse? I'm gonna buy some mouse traps. And I do need to be a little better about keeping the kitchen roll. clean, you know. Yeah. I leave food out sometimes. Like, there's always a cutting board with stuff on it in my kitchen, like that kind of, you know. There's like some scraps or like a half-cut lime or like. Right. And we have, a, you know, that's just how we are. Yeah. But I guess that's gotta change. I moved into my apartment two years ago today. Wow. It's been two years. Your, your place is always fucking spotless. Caitlin runs it? a tight ship. And, I mean, in my relationship, the taking care of the house also has been a point of conflict. I think it's, like, the conflict yeah. for any couple. I mean, that That's and like, money and, you know. Yeah. And the fact that we're all just, you know, should be out running and hunting and running from elephants and stuff like that but instead we're what? sitting looking at our phones and um, yeah I'm talking about taking a wide view on human evolution <laughs> we're not meant to be doing what we're doing right now um, but 
at some point, Caitlin, you know, similar to how you've described the division of duties, I always was the cook. I cook constantly. Uh, and I, you know, for a long time, I was like, I made every cup of coffee, too. I did everything in the kitchen. And she would do dishes and stuff like that. And she would clean the house. And that seemed fair to me. Because the commitment of hours uh, of the cooking... Just cooking and dishes is like fucking a lot of work. And grocery shopping, too, which also falls... Grocery shopping, the- coming up with the damn idea. Like, <laughs> you know, the vision. <laughs> the damn idea. Uh, no, but, like, it's it's a lot of but hours and stuff like that. It's tricky because it's also something we enjoy doing, and so I feel like so, Tati's well, like, you just get to do what you want to do. That was you her like argument. Yeah, like, I don't like cleaning like, the house. I'm down cleaning the toilet, you know, <laughs> once a week or whatever, and I'm like, okay. And so at some point, it was like, I was going to help, and, and then... And then it was like, we need to get somebody. Oh, thank you so hey, much, Martha. Oh, David was going to ask yeah, me something. Yeah, can I ask Hold you a question? Get... Do, do you have a moment? I am so busy. Oh, if you're busy, don't worry I'll about be, it. I'll come back. Okay, okay, okay. At some point, uh, Caitlin was like, look, let's get somebody to clean our house because I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And, and at that point, and certainly since then, when we started getting our farm boxes, Caitlin started cooking dinner a lot, which for like for the first, like, it was like, she went from like, never, ever, ever cooking to like, being able to whip together like, really nice, healthful weeknight meals for both of us. Whereas, of course, I'm always, you know, I always just do things really complicated and, you know, (laughs) really time consuming, but but she's like... But she also doesn't have that kind of time, because she has a full-time job away from the house. Um, Unlike our full-time jobs. Uh, um, <laughs> I really wish that I had... What do you want? Some water? No, I just want more of a... I just hadn't drank enough coffee, and it's like kind of cold today, and so it got kind of cold, and now I don't need to... Just drink the coffee. But I always drink way too much coffee here. So, at any rate, that's one of the reasons why our place is spotless. You want my coffee? And it's also because, like, every night we cook... This is hot coffee. You want it? No, I'm good. All right. Every night we cook, but, like, we always clean everything up that night. That's what I got to work on. The worst is that maybe if I'm making, uh, you know, dough or something like that, there's a little bit of flour on the surface because that's tough to clean. Funny thing about Caitlin um, that she has introduced into my life is I, I now clean all the dishes with a rag instead of a, uh, a two-sided sponge. Uh-huh. Um, and we don't even have a scour, which we, we should get, like, one plastic thing. But it's so you can, like, wash it and stuff like that. It's actually a much cleaner, like, sanitary way to... Rag. Yeah, the rag. Because it doesn't Because you clean bacteria. it every time um, instead of just, like, letting the gunk, like, ferment in the sponge and then, like, have the old sponge covered in the stuff, you know, or whatever. But um, so anyway, that situation, is it's particularly hard to clean a, a dough surface and it, you know and you know dough is just messy business yeah. since i've been making bread it's like everything's just sticky all the time and like yeah uh it really adheres to it uh but that's why our place is spotless and but uh, was that like a big shift for you because i feel like i'm not a clean person like i'm not like a i don't i'm not that person that needs everything in its place and it's like i'm not as i'm 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 not tidy i i'm more toward you know i'm just like keep stuff i like stack stuff i cover surfaces with stuff and it doesn't bother me you know yeah, I mean, i'm the same way and um caitlin is very very tidy and i mean when you walk into our house you're looking at caitlin not me <laughs> you know yeah. um there are a couple of personal effects that are are mine but i want to like draw- we have all these this wall space and i'm like i want to like you know, it, it's going to be something of a cost or project, but like, I want to like put all these things in frames, and I just want to have it covered. Like, I want it to be like a Rococo. That's how. Know, that's palace. how. That's what like, we do. We have a lot of like postcards. But instead, it's just like framed. we have like one random poster on the wall, and like Caitlin's like totally okay with that. You know, like she's like things very spare too. So it's like, um, but I, you know, I've talked to her about it. I, I've been working on her over the two years. I've been like, I want to cover the walls in frame stuff. And it she's seems like, like you're losing that battle. Cause the- no, no, no. I just have to do it. I have to take the initiative. She's kind of acquiesced to the idea, at least. But uh, now it's on you to do it. Now it's on me to do it. So <laughs> see you never. Uh, but yeah, the, the framing thing, it would be a whole project. Maybe you could help me with it. You're very handy. I'll have a sip. Yeah. I think we got to wrap this up, right? Astro. Man cannot live on Astro Podcast alone. Well, we'll save our question for Martha for next week. Cool. 
That sounds good. Feel good about the show? Oh, uh, album of the week. Oh, what do you, do you have one? Oh, I had something. A friend of mine from high school sent me a recording of me playing mandolin from high school that I completely forgot. That's your that album of the week. Done. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything, so let's do it. No, What's no, it called? No. Where can I hear it? I I think it's you put um, it on Spotify. It's a Bill Monroe. Uh, or if he wrote it or he just performed it, it was called Sugarloaf Mountain. Yeah, I don't know how to. Well, we could put it in the end of this. All right. The way we've been doing. Yeah, we put a Beastie Boys on the other. I think. Well, maybe so. This is a like probably public domain, and certainly the recording is owned by. Oh, me. I don't care about the law. Right. So should we put something bigger? It's not an album. Should we just start putting a whole albums at the end of every episode? What did I listen to? Well. Is I mean, the, if you get through this episode, <laughs> you deserve a treat. <laughs> you deserve. I feel like if you get through this episode, you're free to like turn off your headphones and like go out into the world, not or, or go out into the world and listen to an album. Yeah. That you can't skip any of the tracks on. So should we put anything at the end of this? Sure. Let's leave it a surprise to our listeners. Sure. But then it's not an album of the week situation. Oh, wait. It's going to be one of our regular features. (laughs) Well, I don't... Album of the week so far has been Harry Nilsson, Pussycats, and Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Both chosen by me. How about... But we didn't put the Harry song at the end of... I hardly ever listen to whole albums anymore, so I I feel... Ill-equipped. What's a really, really good album that people might not know about? That you like. Um. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm thinking. I mean, I really like this is an album that's been uh, playing a lot in our house, like while we're cooking, because Caitlin's decided that she likes it, and Caitlin's kind of a tough nut to crack when uh-huh. it comes to music sometimes. So she loves Ram by Paul, Paul McCartney, Paul and Linda McCartney. I love Wings and a lot of like the late McCartney stuff. This is, oh, a, this you know is the second one he did after the Beatles, I think. Oh, you know what? Oh. I got one. Oh, yeah. What? You got one? Uh. I just feel like we've been recommending a lot of dude albums. I'm trying to think of a... A girl album? Uh, a female album? Yeah. That's good, that I like. Go for it. Anything. Just I was listening to Dorothy Berry the other day and thinking about how amazing she is. Who? Dorothy Berry. I don't know who that is. She was briefly the wife... Well, not briefly, for a while. She was married to Richard Berry, the guy that wrote Louie Louie. Oh. She has the song, You're So Fine. So good. That sounds good. She was also Ray Charles. She was one of Ray Charles' backup singers for many years, too. Ooh. After she... I want to hear this. Well, I'll put You're So Fine on the end of this. So You're So Fine is the track? Yeah. Track of the week. Track of the week. And then... Get, yeah. Get ready to listen to a really good track. By an unknown legend of the 1950s doo-wop Los Angeles scene. This is Dorothy Berry with You're So Fine. To play us out. To play us out. What's that? Oh. <laughs> Sting. You're so bad.